Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 153. Today our episode is called The Rise and Fall of Kingdoms. And we'll start actually with the fall of kingdoms and judgment that's being prophesied by the prophet Amos. And Amos is a farmer, a herdsman from Tekoa, and he's sent by God to bring a judgment against Judah against Israel, and there's also a message of hope. But today's passage, looking at chapters 1, 2, and 3, is mostly all about judgment and the fall of the kingdoms. Amos chapter 1. The following is a record of what Amos prophesied. He was one of the herdsmen from Tekoa. These prophecies about Israel were revealed to him during the time of King Uzziah of Judah and King Jeroboam, son of Joash, of Israel, two years before the earthquake. Amos said, The Lord comes roaring out of Zion. From Jerusalem he comes bellowing. The shepherd's pastures wilt. The summit of Carmel withers. This is what the Lord says. Because Damascus has committed three crimes, make that four, I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They rip through Gilead like threshing sledges with iron teeth. I will set Hazael's house on fire. Fire will consume Ben-Hadad's fortresses. I will break down the bar of the gate of Damascus. I will remove the ruler from Wicked Valley, the one who holds the royal scepter from Beth Eden. The people of Aram will be deported to Kir. The Lord has spoken. This is what the Lord says, Because Gaza has committed three crimes, make that four. I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They deported a whole community and sold them to Edom. So I will set Gaza's city wall on fire. Fire will consume her fortresses. I will remove the ruler from Ashdod, the one who holds the royal scepter from Eshkelon. I will strike Ekron with my hand. The rest of the Philistines will also die. The sovereign Lord has spoken. This is what the Lord says. Because Tyre has committed three crimes, make that four, I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They sold the whole community to Edom. They failed to observe a treaty of brotherhood. So I will set fire to Tyre's city wall. Fire will consume her fortresses. This is what the Lord says. Because Edom has committed three crimes, make that four, I will not revoke my decree of judgment. He chased his brother with a sword. He wiped out his allies. In his anger, he tore them apart without stopping to rest. In his fury, he relentlessly attacked them. I will set Teman on fire. Fire will consume Basra's fortresses. This is what the Lord says. Because the Ammonites have committed three crimes, make that four. I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They ripped uh, ripped open Gilead's pregnant women so they could expand their territory. So I will set fire to Rabbah's city wall. Fire will consume her fortresses. War cries will be heard on the day of battle. A strong gale will blow on the day of the windstorm. Amnon's king will be deported. He and his officials will be carried off together. The Lord has spoken. And this is what the Lord says, Because Moab has committed three crimes, make that four, I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They burned the bones of Edom's king into time. So I will set fire on Moab, and it will consume Kiriath's fortresses. Moab will perish in the heat of battle amid war cries and the blaring of the ram's horn. I will remove Moab's leader. I will kill all Moab's officials with him. 
the Lord has spoken. And this is what the Lord says, because Judah has committed three covenant transgressions, make that four. I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They rejected the Lord's law. They did not obey his commands. Their false gods to which their fathers were loyal led them astray. So I will set Judah on fire and it will consume Judah's fortresses. This is what the Lord says, because Israel has committed three covenant transgressions, make that four. I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They sold the innocent for silver, the needy for a pair of sandals. They trample on the dirt-covered heads of the poor. They push the destitute away. A man and his father go to the same girl. In this way, they show disrespect for my moral purity. They stretch out on clothing seized as collateral. They do so right beside every altar. They drink wine bought with the fines they have levied. They do so right in the temple of their God. For Israel's sake, I destroyed the Amorites. They were as tall as cedars and as strong as oaks, but I destroyed the fruit of their branches and their roots in the ground. I brought you up from the land of Egypt. I led you through the wilderness for 40 years so that you could take the Amorites' land as your own. I made some of your sons prophets and some of your young men Nazarites. Is it not true, you Israelites? The Lord is speaking. But you made the Nazarites drink wine. You commanded the prophets, do not prophesy. Look, I will press you down like a cart loaded with a grain presses, loaded down with grain presses down. Fast runners will find no place to hide. Strong men will have no strength left. Warriors will not be able to save their lives. Archers will not hold their ground. Fast runners will not save their lives, nor will those who ride horses. Brave-hearted warriors will run away naked in that day. The Lord is speaking. Listen, you Israelites, to this message that the Lord is proclaiming against you. This message is for the entire clan I brought up from the land of Egypt. I have chosen you alone from all the clans of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your sins. Do two walk together without having met? Does a lion roar in the woods if he has not cornered his prey? Does a young lion bellow from his den if he has not caught something? Does a bird swoop down into a trap on the ground if there is no bait? Does a trap spring up from the ground unless it has surely caught something? If an alarm sounds in a city, do people not fear? If disaster overtakes a city, is the Lord not responsible? Certainly, the Sovereign Lord does nothing without first revealing His plan to His servants, the prophets. A lion has roared. Who is not afraid? The Sovereign Lord has spoken. Who can refuse to prophesy? Make this announcement in the fortress of Ashdod and in the fortress in the land of Egypt. Say this, Gather on the hills around Samaria. Observe the many acts of violence taking place within the city, the oppressive deeds concerning it, occurring in it. They do not know how to do what is right, the Lord says. They store up the spoils of destructive violence in their fortresses. Therefore, says the Lord's sovereign Lord, an enemy will encircle the land. He will take away your power. Your fortresses will be looted. This is what the Lord says. Just as a shepherd salvages from the lion's mouth a couple of leg bones or a piece of an ear, so the Israelites who live in Samaria will be salvaged. They will be left with just a corner of a bed and a part of a couch. Listen and warn the family of Jacob. The sovereign Lord, the God who commands armies, is speaking. Certainly, when I punish Israel for their covenant transgressions, I will destroy Bethel's altars. The horns of the altar will be cut off and fall to the ground. I will destroy both the winter and summer houses. The houses filled with ivory will be ruined. The great houses will be swept away. The Lord is speaking. There you have the first part of the book of Amos. And we see the fall of many kingdoms, God prophesying judgment on all the nations that surrounded Israel and Judah, and then 
pronouncing judgment on Israel, and we'll see him continue to pronounce judgment again on Judah as well in the next episode. But for now, we leave it there, recognizing the fall of all these kingdoms is the same. It's because they sinned against God. It's because they refused to do things the way God told them to. And in doing so, they're bringing judgment upon their own heads. And now we turn then to Matthew. And Matthew chapter 13 is filled with parables that Jesus speaks. And some of them are more well-known than others. But many of them carry the theme of describing a new kingdom, what Jesus calls the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. And in doing so, Jesus is saying there is a new kingdom that's coming. Jesus is the new king, and he's describing what his kingdom is going to be like and what it's worth and how precious it is. And in comparison, it shows us just how desperately different and wonderful it is in compared to the fall of the kingdoms that have come before and any kingdom since. So let's read from Matthew 13 and see what Jesus has to say about the kingdom and all that it comes with it. Matthew 13. On that day, after Jesus went out of the house, he sat by the lake, and such a large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat to sit while the whole crowd stood on the shore. He told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground where they did not have much soil. They sprang up quickly because the soil was not deep, but when the sun came up, they were scorched, and because they did not have sufficient root, they withered. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and they grew up and choked them. But other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundred times as much, some sixty and some thirty. The one who has ears had better listen. Then the disciples came to him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? Jesus replied, You have been given the opportunity to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but they have not. For whoever has will be given more, and and will have an abundance. But whoever does not have... Even what he has will be taken from him. For this reason I speak to them in parables. Although they see, they do not see. And although they hear, they do not hear, nor do they understand. And concerning them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will listen carefully, yet will never understand. You will look closely, yet will never comprehend. For the heart of this people has become dull. They are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes so that they would not see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. But your eyes are blessed because they see and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. So listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom, and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed sown on the rocky ground is the person who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no root in himself and does not endure. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he falls away. The seed sown among the thorns is the person who hears the word, but worldly cares and the seductiveness of wealth choke the word, so it produces nothing. But as for the seed sown on the good soil, this is the person who hears the word and understands it. He bears fruit, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He presented them with another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a person who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, an enemy came and sowed darnel among the wheat and went away. 
When the plants sprouted and produced grain, then the darnel also appeared. So the slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Then where did the darnel come from? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the slaves replied, Do you want us to go and gather it? But he said, No, since in gathering the darnel, you may uproot the wheat along with it. Let both grow together until the harvest. At harvest time, I will tell the reapers, first collect the darnel and tie it in bundles to be burned, but then gather the wheat into my barn. He gave them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest garden plant and becomes a tree so that the wild birds come and nest in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until all the dough had risen. Jesus spoke all these things in parables to the crowds. He did not speak to them without a parable. This fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has been hidden from the foundation of the world. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the darnel in the field. He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the people of the kingdom. The poisonous weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. As the poisonous weeds are collected and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather from his kingdom everything that causes sin, as well as all lawbreakers. Then they will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. The one who has ears had better listen. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field that a person found and hid. Then because of joy he went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he found a pearl of great value, he went out and sold everything he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was cast into the sea that caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, they pulled it ashore, sat down, and put the good fish into containers and threw the bad away. It will be this way at the end of the age. Angels will come and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understand stood all these things? They replied, Yes. Then he said to them, Therefore, Every expert in the law who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and old. Now when Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Then he came to his hometown and began to teach the people in their synagogue. They were astonished and said, Where does this man get such wisdom and miraculous powers? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother named Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And aren't all his sisters here with us? So where did he get all this? And so they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and in his own house. And he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. And I hope as we look through this, uh, you noticed how many times Jesus told these parables about the kingdom of heaven. And he describes the kingdom as starting small, but growing 
and covering large areas. He talks about the kingdom of being mixed with different people in it for now until God comes at the end and separates the evil from the righteous, the wicked from the good. And those people that he's separating are those who receive Jesus or those who reject him, those who turn to Jesus and those who don't. And it's an incredible warning over and over again that Jesus says those who reject him, those who refuse to turn to him, they will be people who experience ultimate and eternal judgment. And those who turn to him will shine, as he said, like the sun in the kingdom of their father. And so it's a great warning for all of us to turn to Jesus and to know that belonging to him and to his kingdom is a life eternal that is to come, that is wonderful, that it begins now, and is all because of Jesus, the true king of the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.